I find I find the mural work to be a lot more satisfying to me as an individual than doing paintings. And I think it's the grandioseness of it. Stepping back from a huge wall, just it makes more of an impact than a small piece of art to me. Hello, this is Barbara St. Clair, your host for Arts In, also known as AI, the podcast produced by Creative Finellis, and I am here with St. Petersburg artist Chad Mize. And Chad, you were telling me about a slogan you had when you were in high school or junior high running for... I was running for vice president of the student council, and it was, open your eyes and vote for Mize. So did you win? I did. And I actually created uh, eyeballs that I would give out to people that they could wear. It also sounds to me that you were using art even then to communicate a desire to have somebody have a reaction or an action. Most definitely. My whole life, I think I was using art to either make people laugh or, you know, make people think about stuff. Now I'm using it politically, so just using art as a medium of visual communication. So when I looked at your website, you had art, design, murals, motion. You have Chizzy and some music and uh, obviously places where people could see your work. But as I sort of combed through, what was amazing to me was the different options of visual language that you were choosing to use for sometimes different things and sometimes the same things. I mean, I feel like I... For me, it's hard to stick to one thing. I'm kind of like all over the place and I'm inspired by so many things. Um, So with that, all these different ways of me creating uh, not only help me make money in different avenues, but it also allows me to channel my energy in different ways. Like for example, on my website, I have a music section which I don't create music but I make music mixes that I'm inspired by when I'm creating my art. Music, I think, is like probably my biggest influence, even though I'm not musically inclined. I mean, when I create art, I'm listening to music all the time. I don't like silent, I don't sit in silence. I don't listen to like podcasts or anything like that. It's always like mixes and I don't know. I'm just, I would say that I'm a multimedia artist. Like I love using different materials and technology. went to your website, you have a black and white mural, and it reminded me of Keith Haring. Mm-hmm. And I wondered if he was perhaps an influence. Yeah, in he's you. probably my greatest influence. Um, when I was younger, I ended up going to New York City and I went to his pop shop, which is in um, Soho. And it totally changed me. It made me want to do that. And, you know, just the fact that he was a gay artist, you know, I'm gay. I think that, you know, I connected to the simplicity of his work and I don't know, I just, I'm totally inspired. He would be my number one inspiration for sure. And people say that, you know, with that type of style I do, the doodle, mm-hmm. it's very similar to this. And, well, and I want to sort of clarify that because it didn't look to me like his work. It looked to me like it was in a dialogue with his work. Right. Yeah. Which to me is very, very different. So it, I didn't find it derivative in any right. way, but I think inspired. Yeah. And even with his, the whole pop shop concept, you know, like I'm into doing t-shirts and buttons and stickers and, you know, my art lends itself to that. And um, that whole idea of accessibility, you know, like buying a $20 t-shirt, it's not, 
a thousand dollar painting, you know, so it's accessible for anyone. People see it, you know, it's like wearable art. I, I think there's a lot of tension in this boundary that we try to create and say, this is art and this is design. And I know that we've sort of settled on design is used for commerce and art is used for art. Mm -hmm. What you're talking about is visual communication and visual energy. And it mm -hmm. didn't seem to me that you defined them absolutely separate. Well, I think they, they work hand in hand, you know, like, for example, if I'm doing a mural, I'm designing the mural prior to going to the site to actually physically paint it. So I feel like, you know, and if I have a client, I'll mock it up to the T so they know exactly what it's going to look like. And I feel like that's my process for my work. It's very design driven and just that whole, you know, I use the computer a lot, you know, when I'm designing, I don't really sketch. I'm more of like open up illustrator and start making shapes. And, you know, um, that would be my sketchbook in a way, you know, like the computer would be my sketchbook. So I definitely use art and design hand in hand. I would few it, it would be a fusion for me. So do you think that the computer technology is, has it changed you as an artist? It has. Yeah. I mean, I will say that I've been using computers for quite a, a while now, 20 plus years, but I feel like currently just the the access to being able to take a photo right away on your phone and release it and i think it's that instant gratification you know like if i have an idea i can put it out there in a matter of seconds and you know some of the ideas take some of them don't but that whole viral concept is really fascinating and just the idea of being able to use my talent and my concepts and my ideas to get out, you know, like a view or just so quickly. I just love that idea of just, you know, I would, I would be devastated if the power went out. And that's another thing. It's like, you know, I think sometimes you can rely on that technology and who's to say that one day it would just go away, you know, and then you would be screwed. <laughs> <laughs> so if I were to ask you what you're working on now, would you say, well, I've got this. <laughs> yeah, it's right here. I'll show you. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, I love that, too. I mean, you know, if I run into somebody, they're like, oh, what are you up to? And I'm like, let me show you. And it's right there in your hand, you know. All right. And I'm really about process. You know, I post, like, from the beginning of a piece to the end in the process. You know, I love to share that with people. And, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, don't do any more on it, you know. And I'm like, oh, I probably shouldn't have shown everything. Or if I'm, you know, doing a piece for a gallery, they may be like, you know, we don't want you to show the piece until it's completed, you know, or release that, that stuff to people where I'm kind of an open book and I like it. And I even like to see other artists, you know, their process. And so you might be working on a mural or a painting or something that exists in space somewhere. But what you're doing with social media, with Instagram, for example, is documenting that. Mm -hmm. It's really uh, d date stamping my life, okay. my my process, my experience. Um, it's almost like I was saying with the music. It's like when I when I make a mix or something. It's really dating that time period where mm -hmm. I could go back and look at it or listen to it and really remember what I was going through, the good and the bad. So if I want, if I'm on your, if if I'm following you, and I you know open it up and look at it, then I'm participating with you mm -hmm. as you go through the process of completing it 
mm-hmm. and I might be giving you some some commentary back. And that ability to share <clears throat> the evolution of a, of a piece mm-hmm. and to integrate comments or yeah. responses. Well, it's even like you know the fact that I do work solo and I'm alone a lot. Mm-hmm. I think it allows me to, you know, for example, I recently did a mural piece. It was uh, for the side of the independent bar, and it was a monk with a pattern behind him. So I had put the mock up, and I released it like a week prior to me painting it. Mm-hmm. And several of the responses I got were, "Who's what's Santa Claus doing there? Uh-huh. So, because he had a white beard. And I thought about it, and I'm like, you know what? Just because I think that it's a monk someone else may think it's Santa Claus. So I took that feedback and I actually changed the color of his beard to a gray. Right. And it totally transformed what he looked like. Right. So I think getting that response really helps me um, because I'm alone and I don't really have, you know, a partner or somebody to feedback, you know, get the feedback. So I think that helps with that process part. Well, it's it's a different sense of public art, isn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. Because yeah. as many people as follow you and who want to respond to you and, and you can, you know, filter what they're saying and see how you feel about mm-hmm. it and incorporate it or not. Or but, tell them to F off. Right. But, <laughs> but, but it's a, it's a, you know, it, it's sort of creating this very permeable, it's still a, a wall. It's still a separation. You know, you're the artist and mm-hmm. the people responding to you are, are the people responding to the artist, but it kind of creates this very permeable thing happening between yeah. you so that as an end result, which you just gave an example, you change something very specific yeah, in the mural you were I working did. on. And I saw it differently based on the feedback, you know, which, you know, I had blinders on before, but, and I was actually a little agitated, to be honest, you know, when you do get comments like that, you take, you may take it personally, you know, where it may not be personal. And I remember at that moment, I, I was like, what? No, it doesn't. Like, you know, it doesn't look like Santa Claus. Like, they're What's stupid. What's wrong with you? Right. <laughs> but then as I thought about it, I'm like, well, maybe it does. And I need to, like, think about that. And, you know, and I think just changing a color can really change that sort of thing, you know, where I didn't have to change the whole mural. It was just one little aspect of it. Right. So I've done probably like seven murals, large scale. And... I think two of one of them has been painted over, mm. which um, I'm okay with that. You know, I think, you know, doing mural work, that's something you have to let the ego go and be like, you know, this could be demoed tomorrow. This could be tagged. This could be like destroyed. Fortunately, a lot of, you know, none of my murals have been that way. But, you know, when I did, I did a shine mural with uh, some students and it was actually painted over within maybe a month and a half. And that mm-hmm. was part of the lesson. The lesson was that the lesson we're going to put students. all this. And en- yeah, the lesson for the students, we're going to put all this energy into this piece, but it's not going to be here in a month. And um, I think with mirror work, that's definitely like something we got to realize, you know, a building could be sold. A new business could come in and not like the mural. You know, it may not really represent them. So... I'm just like, take a lot of photos, you know, <laughs> like document it. Well, murals really come from street art. Mm-hmm. And so we're sort of back to Keith Haring again, but that kind of energy of painting on buildings and, and partly, I guess, creating art, but also 
creating ownership and creating a sense of place and creating an interaction with something. And the tension I remember from the early days of street art was that a lot of graffiti on subways, for example, or on walls, and then they would come and paint it over. Right. And then the next day it would be yeah. back. And Or they would be tagged over by another graffiti artist, you know, yeah. just layers and layers and layers. And then something about murals, and I remember that, you know, if it was a really good mural, people would leave it alone. Right. So how did you decide, how did you get involved in your first mural? You said you've done seven. The first one I did was uh, Twiggy, which is in the 600 block. I actually had a gallery for five years called Blue Lucy. It was Mm -hmm. on the 600 block. Mm -hmm. And there were several artists that had started doing murals in that area. And um, I asked the building owner. I ended up getting a grant through Hampton Arts Management, a $500 grant to do that mural. And uh, it's still there. There's another business now in that spot. But that that area of St. Pete was kind of started the movement Mm -hmm. of the murals. You know, Mm -hmm. a lot of the murals started there. You know, I had I was always drawn to Twiggy as a model. I love the androgynous factor of her. And I love that 60s. I mean, since I started drawing, you know, painting her, I did like several paintings of her. I really haven't been doing a lot of that type of work recently. But that mural kind of symbolizes that time period for me. So, and I just, the, the piece itself was uh, done with her having a third eye. Mm. There's an actual light on her forehead that mm. turns on at night. Mm. So the mural itself changes. And so well, I kind of... That's very cool. I didn't realize that. Yeah. I've seen the mural, but yeah. I didn't realize that about the third eye. And then the uh, background is just this pastel mm-hmm. color palette that I really wanted to do something that was different than what I was seeing around, mm-hmm. you know, with all those bright colors. Mm-hmm. It was more of a subdued feminine you know look and it was that was based on the rainbow eucalyptus tree which has um, the bark that you can peel and there's like different colors Mm -hmm. so that was the inspiration for that and she's actually local i mean she has a connection she does a has a line on hsn now currently oh i had no idea so she's gone and seen the mural and stuff oh that's really cool because she was really iconic Mm -hmm. back in the 60s those you know them those eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Come <laughs> all, back to the eyes. Yeah. Um, you are also very prolific, though, as a painter. Mm-hmm. Um, what, are you, what are you working on now? I mean, I'm really into the patterns. I'm doing a lot of pattern work. Mm-hmm. It does work for interior so well. And, um, and it's just something that I'm into currently, you know. Mm-hmm. A lot of, you know, in my past, I've done a lot of, like, cartoon style and figurative. The faces, like Twiggy, mm-hmm. those pop kind of icons Mm -hmm. so I go I move around a lot you know I move around in styles and um, what triggers a movement from one style to another I don't really know I don't know I think it's just intuitive I just you know well I I did take a look at some of your patterns and before we talked I didn't make a connection between the patterns and Twiggy but the patterns that I've seen and I think some of your more recent work, very bright, a lot of motion in them, and perhaps some of that sense, um, that psychedelic yeah. movement well, when you like, put, like, you know, certain colors together. Yeah, like or make your eyes light. twitch a little yeah, bit. Yep, yeah, yep, yep, yep. And that was, that reminds me of mm-hmm. the 60s mm-hmm. a lot. And then, see, I was born in 74, so I missed out on the 60s. Yeah, something drew, has yeah, drawn you to yeah. some of the. I mean, I love iconic. that sensibility, kind of that yeah. drug-induced, 
trip. I've always liked the uh, the music and not necessarily from the 60s, but maybe even the the music that was influenced by the 60s, like in the 80s and 90s. Just kind of that trippy vibe, you know, let it go, be free, peace, peace and love. I actually, one thing that I do is I draw a peace sign on the back of every piece that I do. So I have, you know, it's part of my signature. It's not with my signature, but it's somewhere on the back of the painting. So when did that And I started doing that in my, I was in uh, sixth grade. Wow. So I was like 12. And so all my pieces have a peace sign on the back. Since you were 12 years old? Mm Mm-hmm. So where did you grow up? I grew up in Bradenton. Bradenton, Florida. Mm -hmm. My sense of Bradenton, even now, but certainly, you know, in the 80s, would be very conservative. And yet you won your vice president election for the student <laughs> council. <laughs> so yeah. there's a... Well, I was, I was always known for my art. Mm-hmm. You know? I was that art kid. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, looking back, I've, I've thought about this a lot lately, is I think the fact that I was gay growing up and I knew it, I felt like my art was something that people loved and they liked watching me do it. I felt like I used that as a way to not let it focus on maybe my sexuality and my art was more important. And and I feel like that, that my art just was my way of not being bullied or, you know, made fun of or, Mm -hmm. you know, I could use it as a power almost in a way. So that was your superpower. Mm You know, my parents actually, you know, they they persuaded me to use my art, you know. They encouraged me for sure. They always wanted me to get a business degree. <laughs> but they definitely encouraged me. Well, I think I'm a different than a lot of artists because I have that business sense. But my business sense has definitely um, helped, definitely come out more in me as I've gotten older. Because I'm realizing, you know, through experience, what works and what doesn't. And just even managing that gallery for five years, you know, with all these, you know, I represented 450 artists in that time. So, I mean, that's a lot of organizing and I don't know, I just feel like I always had that business side. So you designed a t-shirt that has a lot of resonance for this community. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's the World Tour Tea. So it's uh, Paris, London, Tokyo, St. Pete. And um, the T-shirt itself is actually based off of a uh, 2001 design that um, some guys did out in California. And it was uh, John and Paul and Ringo and George. So it had ampersands with it. But that whole Helvetica stacked font, Mm -hmm. that was done before. Mm -hmm. I was in L.A. in 2010 and on a Melrose and I sh- saw a shirt and I actually bought it and it said Paris, London, Tokyo, Torrance. So I came back to St. Pete from the trip and um, I was like, that's such a, that would work with St. Pete kind of in a tongue in cheek way. So I started making prints of it and selling them in the gallery, which led to someone saying you should do a shirt. And I'm like, no, I don't want to do t-shirts. I ended up doing one run and it just took off. And to this day, I'm up to 30,000. Oh my gosh. That I've sold of that design. So why do you think the t-shirt took off? I think it was the right time. St. Pete has changed into an arts city. And I think it does kind of set itself in line with some of those cities as being artistic places. It just works. I mean, I don't think it would work for Tampa if you put Tampa on it. You know, it wouldn't work for Bradenton if you put Bradenton on it. And just even like design-wise, it fits in terms of the way that it's laid out. 
mm-hmm. couldn't say St. Petersburg. Right. It has to say St. Pete. too long. Yeah. Right. So I don't know. It just works. And, you know, I think it's a classic design. I think it'll last a while. And what's great now is I have friends, you know, send me pics of people in airports and different cities wearing the shirt. So I'm constantly tagged, you know, people wearing it. Now I've done dog versions, ones, oh onesies. I have you know, glassware with it on it. And then now I'm making little tiny art pieces with it as well. So... If you were to look back at your career, though, let's say from 20 or 30 years from now, would you want to be remembered as the person who came up with that T-shirt, or are you looking for something else to happen? I'd like to find something else. I mean, but hey, if I die tomorrow and that's what I'm known for, I'm okay with it. It's not too shabby. And I think it's great, you know, not only that I've sold so many, but the fact that I'm... I feel like that shirt really uplifts the city. Mm-hmm. You know, people are proud of where they're living. I'm proud of where I'm living. And um, I don't know, it's just a beautiful thing to know that we live, I, that I live in a city that I love, love being in every day. And, and, you know, the reason I came to St. Pete was that I wanted to come to a place where I could create something. I had come from Boston. Mm-hmm. I lived in Boston. And Boston was a city where, you know, it's old. It's like the art scene is old school there. And here it was like a place you could come and create whatever you wanted. You know, it was affordable and it was fresh. And, you know, that's what I've done in the last 14 years here. Well, you're very much part of the fact that St. Pete has become an art city and has become an energetic and and, kind of hip, you know, Mm -hmm. place that people want to participate in so you said you've been here 14 years yeah 2003 so mm-hmm. how does this come does st pete compare in your mind from 2003 to now well i love st pete when i moved here because it had that kitsch value which mm-hmm. i think feel like shows in my art you know like the twiggy and the old school kind of old signage that vintage i also love it because of the beaches you know i feel like it's a very beautiful city in itself to be on the water where you're like actually on an inlet you know you're not like and then you have the beach right there I mean we of course we've seen the growth of just going down central how much it's changed you know wish of restaurants and I mean to say you're bored in the city now you it's ridiculous I I think I like it both ways though I liked it back then I felt like you know we moved here for a reason and it was great, but I, I like it a lot now, too. I'm proud of it now. I feel like back then I was just more inspired, maybe, whereas now I'm more proud because we have done so much. And this is a group effort that we actually, one of the biggest things that we did that I'm most proud of is the St. Pete Shuffle. So I helped start those Friday night events back mm-hmm. in 2005. And now just to see that whole resurgence of the shuffle and the bike co-op there and stuff, it's just beautiful. Um, So those are the things that I'm talking about, like when we first moved here, that were kind of dead, that we were able to uplift and, you know, get get people involved. and, Mm -hmm. And those things, like, just build, you know, like now it's people are coming from all over the world to go play shuffleboard, you know, like. Whereas back then, it was kind of seen as like an old fogey. Sure, sure. Now it's the cool thing, you know. So, I mean, just being involved in those sort of things. I mean, and then the Shine Festival 
would be another thing that I've been on the committee the last two years and just to bring in all these international artists and help uplift the city and put us on the international map, which was the mission. And so in case people don't really know what the Shine Festival is, can you... Well, it, uh, it happens every September and it's like a week-long event where we um, bring in around 13 international and national artists that are known for mural work. And uh, we, you know, work with business owners um, to get to get walls. And, you know, we do get some money from the city. There's some funding. Then we have sponsorship. And so the, it's happened the last two years. My involvement's really been with the uh, community project. So we've, the last two years, the first year we worked with some uh, young students that were in like a summer camp program and then taught them how to actually create a mural. And then the second year I worked with Gibbs High School, which is an arts magnet school. And um, we did part of the Pinellas Trail. Mm. So I was able to work with them. So I like that too. It kind of gives me the, the civic duty, just inspiring, inspiring for both sides. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm also doing some corporate work through Bank of the Ozarks. I'm doing some pattern work for their headquarters in wow. St. Pete. So the black and white doodle style that you said was similar to Keith Haring, I'm doing a whole room in that. And they gave me a list of 50 things I'm incorporating in it. Okay, painted so on the wall. You're painting the wall itself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then the other wow. piece was a pattern that I did their logo. So I'm finding like I'm getting this corporate work where I'm able to infuse that art with the design using their color palettes. I've done the Hollander. I did food now. So these are like, you know, good paying corporate gigs that I'm able to kind of still use my artistic. Mm -hmm. They're coming to me as an artist. You know, this year... I'm kind of wanting to maybe get my art in other places. You know, I love living here and I have been told that I'm a little saturated here per se. Mm -hmm. And I get it, you know, I, my shirts are everywhere. I've done lots of murals here. So I, I would like to branch out, you know. So do you think of yourself as a muralist? Then I think I'm turning into one. I find, I find the mural work to be a lot more satisfying to me as an individual than doing paintings. Uh. And I think it's the grandioseness of it. Uh -huh. You know, it's like stepping back from a huge wall that just, it makes such more, more of an impact than a small piece of art to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Never would have thought that I would have been painting the sides of buildings. But in the last six years, it's just, you know, that's been my, it's gradually building, you know, and as, as I complete the next one and then the next one. It just makes it harder for me to go sit and work on a little piece, you know. I mean, I still do it and I still enjoy it, but I don't know, I, I, currently, but, you know, maybe I'm immersed in this world right now. And it's yeah. very physically draining. Yeah. I mean... How long does it take to paint a mural? Well, the most recent one I did was like four days and I had two, two people help me. But you're like up and down a ladder, you know, physically it's... Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's something I could do forever, so I might as well just do it right now as I, while I can, you know? And it's also that confidence builder, you know? Like when you've done, when you've got stuff under your belt, the next one's easier, and the next mm -hmm. one you feel more confident and like that you could go do it, not scared or nervous or... I feel like a lot of that has from my, um, the sense of design, you know? Like I'm really thinking these things out. I'm not just going and whipping it up and putting it up really quickly. I'm like working on it and thinking about it and changing it prior to me going up and 
And I feel like I've done so much art in my lifetime, like, you know, gallery art and kind of bored a little bit with it. You know? And it really gets, I, I will say like, since my first mural, the Twiggy one, my career has changed so much just with people knowing who I am based mm -hmm. on these murals mm -hmm. and because they're in public, you know, people are seeing them every day. Whereas if you're doing a piece of art and you're in a gallery, the likelihood of someone walking in and seeing your name or your piece of art is small compared to these large scale murals, you know, that are people are giving tours and talking about you and just even like I'm. All of my murals, I'm trying to make them look different than the next one. Like the Twiggy one's so different than Mr. Sun, and Mr. Sun's so different than a pattern. And almost like I like the idea of not people th not even thinking that the same artist maybe even did the those murals, you know. And I actually, the first couple ones I did, I didn't sign them. Mm. And now I'm signing my pieces just because I do want people to know that it's my work. But even back then, I was kind of like, you know, I like the idea of people not knowing who did this. This is Barbara St. Clair, and I've been here with St. Petersburg artist, Chad Mize, muralist, painter, entrepreneur. Thank you. Thank you. That was really fun. Yeah. You've been listening to Arts In, the Creative Pinellas podcast, sponsored in part by the Pinellas County Board of County Commissioners. Visit St. Petersburg Clearwater and the State of Florida Department of Cultural Affairs. Arts In is produced by Matt and Sheila Cowley, and you can hear more of their great work and some wonderful conversations with visual, literary, and performing artists at our website, creativepinellas.org. This is Barbara St. Clair. Thank you for listening.